Okay, Jared Jones, podcast number two. Yep. What are we talking about today? Today we are talking about uh, sending your kids to college. Oh. Obviously, this is uh, not really a point of contention in our personal lives, you know, with you having what? Uh, One year old. Happy belated Lillian. Okay. And uh, obviously with my wife and I trying. So... Yeah, it's not about a, 18 years away. Yeah, we're, we're quite away. We don't have kids to talk about, but what we do have is very near experiences. Yeah. You know, we graduated college not too long ago. I think we can both say that we both went to college. We both went to four-year universities. That's correct. So I think we have a good perspective, um, and now we've even got out. We've been in the workforce, which I think is a good idea because a lot of college kids have no idea what they're going to do next. So we have a pretty good perspective what we've been out of uh, college for six, seven years. Ish, yeah. So we've been in the workforce. We're now 30 years old. So it is kind of a weird one because I think there's so many options. And we'll go through them today for well, a high school. Of course, but you know, it almost goes a little bit deeper. You know, Being in your position with a, a current one-year-old mm. is planning for college. How do you prepare? How do you prepare as a parent? Ooh, yeah. Um, obviously, there's a, a lot of different vehicles that some parents do or do not take advantage of. So There is true. And then I guess it decide, is a kid deciding that you go to college? Or is the parents deciding that they go to college? And that's a weird one because if you do prepare so early, me, say I have a one-year-old, yep. and let's say I do start financially preparing for my Lillian yep. to go to college. Well, I'm probably going to be almost forcing Lillian to go when she turns, let's say, 18, 19 years of age. Forcing is a strong word, guiding. Yeah, but yeah. if there's a, uh, what is it, a 529 account? 529, yeah. 529 account, right? So if I have a 529 account that I've been putting money aside for for 18 years, yep. guiding is a little interesting word to use because that account can only be used. Bingo. Yeah. So I'm not really guiding. It's, it feels like almost like a very strong suggestion. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to be pulling that money out and getting a huge tax. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I'm not too familiar on That's how what you do. Is it just on the gains that you would pay the taxes or the entire amount? Well, you put in money, it's tax-free. Put right. in. So you right. have to pay. And it grows tax-free, correct? Yeah. So you have to put every single dime that you put in there, you have to pay taxes on. Oh, and that's a significant, yes. significant chunk. Huge amount of taxes. So some people may not, they, they might almost say, hey, you have to pay for educational expenses. Yeah. So let's let That's let's a different issue. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe we'll get into that in a minute. Yeah. But where I, I think where we should start is, is I'm a high schooler. I'm 18, 19 years of age. We okay. both went very different paths. Yeah, very. Which is interesting because we can talk about our own different perspectives. Different perspectives, exactly. which is what I was hoping for. Right. Oh. And so we're looking at it. We're 18, 19 years of age. We have no idea what we're going to do with our lives. Yep. I think we can both say that. Uh, at 18, I mean, be, again, because yeah. we had that different path, I had my next 10 years planned. Yes. You, yeah. And we'll talk about that, yep. right? But I think at 18, 19, we, we don't know where our careers will go, maybe. I'll 100%, 100 yeah. agree with you on that. Um, and so our narrowing was like, just, yeah, I'm graduating, and now I have to take the next step. Yeah. What are those next steps? So what I was kind of interested in is there's actually a lot more steps than I thought there was. Okay. So we are going to talk about college, of course, today. Trade school or like a vocational school. That's, of course, another mm -hmm. option. Um, maybe you just go straight into the workforce. You don't even go to school. Yep. Yep. That's an option, of course. Uh, what about uh, church mission? We, me and you didn't, of course, do that. No, nope. but that's actually a very no, common obviously one. we had a lot of people that you know being in a very Mormon centric, and of course yeah. it's not just the Mormon Mormons, religion, yeah, but Christians. Yeah, yeah. Two um, years, three yeah. years, four years, they yeah. may go to Africa and go do English school, or go to say Asia and go do English school. Um, which is I, I didn't even think about that. That's actually probably a, a pretty neat step to take right out of high school. 
you yeah. probably learn a lot. Yeah, absolutely. From uh, a cultural standpoint, too. Yeah. What else did I have? Oh, military, <coughs> of yeah. course. Uh, and then one of the last one I had is an apprenticeship, which is kind of a neat one. It's kind of not as common. Chance is kind of doing this right now, my brother. Yeah. And so, of course, he did some college, but he didn't graduate. But he's doing. he did an apprenticeship, which is about a year underneath a, a trade worker. So you actually skip all of the schooling that's required in that field. So what's the difference between an apprenticeship and an internship? Are those used interchangeable? No. So internships are normally in like a profession Yeah. where uh, an apprenticeship, and I'm sure somebody might correct us on this, but an apprenticeship is normally in a trade work. So uh, uh, the only reason I can see it from a correction is just uh, use the word uh, internship is in a profession. Yeah. So I mean, a, it's a, a white collar, a carpenter. Okay. So, white so that's what it is. The blue collar, okay, I think. So a carpenter will usually have an apprentice in the shop that is kind of like the, you know, broom sweeper when they start. And then as soon as they are good at bro- you know, sweeping up the place so it's always clean, mm-hmm. well, then they're going to move to maybe being the guy that does the cabinets because that's the next easiest job. Okay. So they'll move up. And then until they master the trade, they they kind of almost are required to work underneath a, a, a master of some sort. Okay. So um, an apprenticeship is actually a really neat option, especially if you have uh, you know um, kind of a non-school type of brand mentality. So you say, hey, you know what? I want to go into the trades. I don't even want to go to a vocational school or a trade school. I want to go find somebody that you know is a framer, and I'm just going to go work for a framer. Yep. I'll get. All right, pay, but not really. Mm-hmm. But the goal is within a year, I'm going to be making really good money because I'll be a full master. I think they call them journeymen or something like that. Yeah. That means I'm a, a legit framer or a legit drywaller or whatever it may be yep. or plumber. So those are all the options. Oh, military. So maybe you can give a little bit of perspective on the military, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, uh, you know, there's a couple different avenues that you can take to go to the military depending on what, you, what you're trying to achieve. Yep. Um, right out of high school. Uh, you have the option to either go to a, a four-year, you know, traditional four-year uh, school to where you could then join a ROTC program, uh, what oh, is yeah. it, Reserve Officer Training Corps. Okay. Um, or you could go to an academy, either, you know, West Point, Annapolis, or USAFA. Um, or you could just enlist right out of the military, yep. uh, and obviously in all of our different branches. So that's, that's where it kind of gets a little tricky as far as, you know, this whole college thing, because... You know, part of the the barrier to entry, if you will, to go to college, or or the the reason why it's such a, a controversial subject right now is because of the exponential growth of the the cost and everything. Yep. However, there are paths um, to actually get it paid for you. Yeah. Either you could choose an employer that is going to offer that as a perk, or of course you could you know enlist and or join you know service academy. Or you could be the top of your class and get, get a scholarship. scholarship. Yep. Exactly. So maybe this is one perspective that I kind of take because. I think we may have a little bit different end goal with this conversation. I, I don't know. I, I don't. My, I have we'll a very see. specific opinion on it. But um, what I was kind of thinking about is college is definitely a good thing. Yep. Now, how many people is it good for? I think is a question. Right. So that's where it becomes. Let's say. Let's say we have a hundred kids that are going to graduate. Is college the best step for all hundred of them? Absolutely not. Exactly. So then it's kind of like, okay, well, how many kids should be going to college? Because right now it's sold to 100 kids. I, I, think, I don't know if you think that, but I think between most parents and most teachers in high school, and then, of course, the college marketing teams, they're stating that every single kid should go to college. What do you think? Do you think that's true? That's hard. Okay. That, that's hard. And the reason why I say that, Cody, is because... You know, you and I, obviously, you know, knowing each other since we were 11, we grew up in very similar 
um, socioeconomic environments. Yeah. So that's why I can't. There could be some outliers. You're exactly. Right. You know, depending on what region you are, you know, and not even from an economic standpoint, but you know, I don't really know if in, you know Middletown, Pennsylvania, if that's truly the case. Yeah. So I, I, I have a hard time getting there. But you know, let's speak from our experiences. Yeah. And this is what this conversation is about. So to your point, yes. Um, you know, maybe not just a, an Air Force Academy or an ASU. But, you know, with the uprising of, of like a University of Phoenix or yep. a South New Hampshire University, it, it seems like what they've done is they've taken the need, the, the need being the, the college, yep. and supplied it via all these different avenues. Because it's yep. not just your traditional state schools anymore. No, exactly. There are so many yeah. options in the college, you know, online, of course. You have yep. your private schools. You have religious colleges. You yep. have your military colleges. Um, and so all I'm saying is like with the 100 kids— I think that number probably is closer to like 10 or 15%. That college is good for? Yeah. Oh, that I couldn't disagree more with. Exactly. So yeah. you think it's a much larger percentage? Yeah. Um, That's where I thought we were going to maybe have a hard line. Yep. So let me maybe defend okay, my yeah, 10, 15, right? So where I say 10, 15% of maybe high schoolers uh, should be going to college. Mm -hmm. And then the remaining, you're going to find other avenues, military, vocational school, apprenticeships. Well, so I, I guess I just need to make sure, you know, with the military, are you talking about, so are we talking about the cost of college or are we talking the value of college? We'll get there soon. Okay. Let's talk about how. But right many, now with your point. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if I'm an 18 year old, mm -hmm. should I go to directly to a university okay, outside? That's, that, okay. Now I'm following. Maybe, maybe that's where. Got it. Okay. Got it. So I'm an 18 year old. I'm about to graduate high school. I, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So I'm going to no take the step that my parents probably have kind of alluded to. My teachers are definitely pushing me towards, and the local universities are strongly advertising to, like, hey, take the next step. Marketing seems great, yeah. Of your education. So I'm stating 10 to 15% of those kids, uh, of kids uh, at 18, should take that next step in going to college. Now, the other, let's say, 85. 85 or 90 kids should take other avenues. Now, some of them may lead, of course, to college. Right. Now, why I'm so strongly saying 10 to 15% of those kids is because those are the top of your class kids. Those are kids that are actually going to go on and they're going to be able to compete in, at the college level very well. They're going to go on and probably get scholarships, grants, and things like that. So that top 10 to 15% is probably going to have zero to very little debt when they graduate college. Okay. They may even go on to master programs, doctor degrees, or professional degrees such as law or, or doctorate, or yeah. doctor or MD, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's great. We, everybody needs those type of professions. Agreed. Now, everybody else, those 85, they may take a little bit different pathway, but still may go to college. And I'm totally fine with that. And then let's say 50 or 60% of them don't ever do it. I'm totally fine with that. And my bottom line comes to the value of college is probably going to be similar if you take into account the debt. The debt is the issue, I think, that will bring the value down to college. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stop because I've just been kind of talking there. What, what's, what are you thinking? How many kids out of the 100 should be going right out of high school? I mean, that's, a, that's, I mean, that's such a difficult I know. You know, number I know. to put to it. We're making it up right now. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're making up stats. I love it. I mean, that's not a stat. I'm just saying, what is your opinion? How yeah, about yeah. that? I, I would go off the top of my head. I'm, I'm going probably 65, 70. 65, 70, graduating, yeah. going to college. Yep. Ooh, so it's yeah. almost the exact opposite. It is. It is, which is kind of fun. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Look, I, I think it's one of those things where, yes, you know, that, that's going to be a subject for a different day is talking about the college cost. Yeah. But I'm talking from a sheer value standpoint because I, I believe you said early on 
you don't know what the heck you're going to be doing at 18. No. You barely have a clue by 22. Bingo. So what I don't want to happen is I don't want to close unnecessary doors. Ooh. Okay. So whenever you, whenever you go back, let's say I'm 18-year-old Jared. Mm-hmm. I, I don't go to the academy. I, I go straight out of, uh, I start working at Best Buy. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, trying to still get into that, that sales role. So I'm, you yeah. know, working, you know, trying Best to. Best Buy's a good job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fantastic job actually. Yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, trying to push TVs and different electronics and stuff like yeah. that. Right. It's, it's great. And then all of a sudden I get to maybe 22, 23. I got a couple of buddies that I'm not going to call as you're telling me about, you know, their, their fun uh, experiences. They're talking about, you know, the different uh, potentially managerial roles that they're now being replaced because, you yeah. know, uh, right now only 15% are going, you know, in, in Cody world. But to where in, in I like Cody World, uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting place. <laughs> no, um, I lost my train of thought. So oh, yeah, 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 is it? That's good. I talked. So okay. so now I'm 22, 23. Uh, I'm probably getting to that age where maybe I'm not just dating just to have fun. I'm actually dating to potentially find a wife. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Best Buy, you're making okay money, but you know now as you're learning, you know with Lillian, you know just having your meet the teacher today. Childcare is expensive, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the nicer schools, you know, yeah. it's not just like Lillian's going to any other school. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's those kind of those, those internal marital pressures, you know, upon, you know, marriage and kids, but yeah, I'm money. still stuck at Best Buy. Yeah. Now stuck at Best Buy, what if they're, you're in a manager or a general manager position? That's an option. But, yeah. but right now I am competing for, I mean, there's only one manager of every store. Yeah. So now I'm competing in this, in this big pool. And unfortunately, I, I maybe my general manager is looking for, you know, how often are you seen on LinkedIn, man? You know, BS, yeah. heck, even for a sales job, a BA and BS is required. When yeah. the heck has your degree ever helped you talk with a client? Never. Exactly. And that's where I was going to maybe go. Oh, go ahead. So, so that's my issue is, is, is it kind of almost puts a ceiling on yourself whenever yeah. in our world right now, there are too many external pressures yep. to where in, inter, in order to get to those managerial, those leadership roles, yeah. barring you be an entrepreneur, and that, that's a completely different subject. Yeah. Barring you being an entrepreneur, it's almost a, I won't even entertain the idea of you not having a degree to, to move up in the company. Yeah, I, I think I think that might be a perspective, and we, could, we are not in those roles, of course, nope. so we don't know. But I think that's a misled perspective, because if you look at college graduates, they're all moving from college, 22, 23, four year, five years. Mm-hmm. They go out into the job field, and the expectation for their role and their uh, salary or how much they're going to make is like I think the number is three times higher. Okay. So they they're expecting. Are you talking like from an opinion, like, hey, I don't graduate college, you do, and you're saying you're going to make seventy five, and I'm saying I'm going to make twenty five. Oh no no no. What, not, what, what are you, what are you talking compa- about? Okay, yeah. So not comparing. You're talking earning potential, or no no, not comparing myself to somebody else. But let's say I graduate from ASU, which I did. Got it. So when I graduate. I actually am expecting three times the amount of money for my first job than what actually is possible for my first job. Okay. So a lot of college graduates have a very inflated view of how valuable the degree is because they just spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of debt to get it. So the, the average college you know, graduate is going to be in an entry-level position. It's not a managerial position. They're going to get an entry-level job. I don't care what college you graduate from. Unless you know somebody, right? you're probably going to get an entry-level job. Uh, in the corporate world, if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. So entry-level job, you're looking at $30,000, $35,000 a year, right? Good money, especially for a 22, 23-year-old. That's 100% going to happen. Like, I don't know why college graduates have this misconception. They're thinking they're going to earn ninety, dollars 
we just heard about kids that are graduated from college today that thought they were going to get an entry-level position that was going to earn them $100,000 a year. <laughs> yeah. A $100,000 a year yeah. job is one out of 10,000 or whatever it is. I don't know the number. Probably. But it's yeah. a very rare yeah. job. And so if every college graduate thinks that they're going to get that job, in your scenario of Best Buy, I think Best Buy is probably going to hire within, not a college graduate, right? Now, maybe they're going to hire somebody from, say, another store that's been working at, like, say, Nordstrom and also has a degree. And, yeah, they're right. There might be some competition there. But if I was Best Buy or any of these kind of retailers, I'm probably going to be moving within more often yeah. than like because I can actually save probably some money. <clears throat> right? The expectations are a little I, I, low. I got you, but here, you, you know, the reason why I have such a, a fairly strong stance, why I put you know, such a significant, you know, yeah, 65, number. 70 number on it, you know, throughout my entire life and, you know, as, as long as you've known me, I don't like to close doors. Yeah. I don't, I don't like to. I was going to get to that. I, I it, it's I'm one sorry. of those things where, yes, is college and expensive? Duh. Yeah. That's not even debatable. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I, I can be okay with student debt because I view that as an investment as opposed to like, you know, someone just being a, a derelict and, you know, just swiping a credit card kind of thing. Yeah. Those are two different kinds of debt. Yes, as far as on the books, it's, it's going to look the same. We have to pay interest on it. Got it. But I'm okay with investing in yourself while you figure stuff out. Because right now, between 18 and 22, 18 to 23, however long it takes you, you don't know what the hell you're going to do. Yeah. You have no freaking clue. Yeah, that is an interesting So I, I'm okay with you taking a leap to figure stuff out. Because, you know, college is kind of that limbo land. You're still kind of under mommy and daddy's roof. But you're, yeah. you're starting to kind of venture off on your best self. So you're going you're gonna to be able to touch the stove a couple of times to figure out if it's hot. And really kind of understand your boundaries and your abilities. And, and truly start to develop your skills. So I would much rather you do that investing in your future rather than going directly into the workforce and potentially capping yourself unnecessarily. No, I, I, I definitely see your perspective on that because it does close some doors yeah. now here's interesting kind of look at it because you mentioned that earlier and I, I had this thought it came back to me when you stated that is i think again if you're part of the uh, majority of kids that i believe that probably should be going to college right off the bat now hey if you go into the military and they give you a gi bill like what you did right 100 percent agree go get your master's yeah, more or less yeah go get go get your college degree because guess what you traded your time, right? Your your sweat, your blood, to now get a little bit back from tears. The too. I, I I got made fun of. Okay, a little bit of tears. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Like you traded yeah. that because yeah. you knew that there were going to be benefits on the back end. Correct. That's a different type. Hundred percent makes sense to me. Uh, if you decide to uh, do night school while you're also an electrician, totally fine with that. Yes. So. I'm totally fine with people going to college. I'm not like saying that only 15% of the population should go. So you're just saying directly at 18 years old, yeah. this is where I sign And up. this may be why, and this is a different perspective on the closing of doors. So I think that as soon as you go to college, and if you're not able to have mommy and daddy pay for it all, which you know there is going to be Most 5%. Yeah, 5%, maybe less than that of parents probably can do that. Um, so let's say you're not part of that group. You're not part of the group that got free scholarships because you're not part of the top of your class. Well, if you're part of everybody else, you're probably going to be taking on some loans. You're a lot take, of them. Yeah. Exactly. And that, I think, is actually closing the door on a lot of other opportunities. So interesting, kind of different perspective there, right? I actually think that by taking on those loans, you're closing your doors on your, your risk that you're willing to take. So by having those loans, you're probably not going to be very entrepreneurial right off the bat. 
So even in your 20s, which are most likely to have the most amount of risk, right? When you're young, there's a reason, you know, they, they call you young, dumb, and, yep. right? So guess what? You're, you're now very risk adverse because you have a $400 a month payment in student loan debt. Well, that means $400 that I can't spend on some stupid shit to do a podcast, right? So you're now yeah. risk adverse. Second thing is, is that the number one way to move out of the lower or middle lower class is what in America? Yeah, that. None of that. It's actually buying a home. So if you are a homeowner in America, you are middle class. It's pretty much that easy. Now, of course, there is some bad mistakes you can mm. do too, but being a homeowner is, is a tremendous um, uh, advantage because you are building equity in something. Otherwise, you're paying rent and you'll never be able to build equity in anything. And you, of course, there's credit card debt. There's outside liars. But being a homeowner in America is a tremendous advantage. And so if you now have student loan debt, you probably aren't going to be saving a lot of money because of that $400 payment. Down payments now become more challenging. You're probably not buying a home in your 20s now. Now, you're kind of actually, like I said, you're at a different disadvantage. Now, I don't know which one's worse. We're, we're on two different sides yeah. here. But do you see That'd maybe— That'd be interesting to get into Yeah. It's a different— It's all about opportunity cost almost. Bingo. That, that's, that's really the root of what we're arguing. We're just trying to— not really arguing. We're just trying to discuss which one's who's worse. Op- exactly. Which one's worse? Which opportunity cost is greater? So that's a different way to think about that. Now, now you kind of know that. Does that maybe feel like, oh, okay, maybe there are some doors that close by not? No, I mean, I, I think that's a, I think it's a great point. I, I get where you're going at. You know, from a, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. But um, all that is to say is. At the end of the day, I, I can't remember the exact stat, but I mean, it, it was an absorbent amount of money. I'm, we're talking like eight figures of unclaimed scholarships. Oh, my God. Um, I was actually watching Shark Tank. This is years ago. Huge. There's this fantastic app. It's called Scully. Yeah. I think it's like $3.99. And essentially, all it does is say, you know, people 5, 10 and below with brown eyes yeah. and, you know, bald and, and all this stuff, you know, there are scholarships. You know, granted, it's maybe $250, but yeah. that ends up really quick. So you fill out one app. The tool does the rest. Exactly. And then, of course, now you start writing essays, making phone calls. You have a lot of work to do. But it tells you what you qualify for. Exactly. So I'm okay with, you know, in my world, those 65 to 70, hey, let's actually educate them a little bit about scholarships. Let's actually educate them about debt. What does debt mean? What is the true opportunity cost to to undertaking this debt? Yeah. Because if you understand that, then they can actually start to put together their pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. And kind of eliminate, you know, this gargantuan five, sometimes six-figure debts upon graduation of their undergrad or master's. Yeah. Then I'm actually going to kind of go back on my side because I think it's an education, uh, almost like a street smart. Yeah. You know, you're never going to learn in in school. Oh wow, well, oh man, I can do those those scholarships. Unfortunately, that should. I, I feel like it's a life skill, just being a little bit, yeah. you know, your googliness, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, how much stuff, you know, even today, oh, I will Google. Darn near anything. I, I don't like yeah. to be unknown for long. Yeah. And, and in today's world, you shouldn't. No. And so therefore, I, I really think it should, be, is free. it should be more applicable to real life scenarios, i.e. applying for scholarships. Because yeah. now, now in my little Jared world, if you will, you know, where everyone's actually, you know, uh, financial literate, financially literate, now they're actually starting to take it upon themselves, write the essays, you know, write their congressman for appointments to the academy or, you yeah. know, maybe try a little harder in sports to try to get... Um, you know, a scholarship that way. I mean, look, th- there are a hundred different avenues to get to college. Yeah. I just, I just think that we should do a little bit better job exploring them. So, so your goal is, is that, Hey, I want to get 
let's say 60% of kids in, in high school to college. Let's say that's your goal. Okay. Right? You're, uh, well, you're, let's go low. Right. We'll go 60. Yeah. So let's say your goal is 60 and hey, if you hit 70, you're fantastic. Yep. Do you think that 60% of high schoolers want to do it? Because right now, I didn't know this. This is actually crazy. Guess what the percentage of college kids, uh, students that drop out? Oh, I don't know that. 40%. So 40% of students at our, our American universities, they drop out before four years. So their intention was to go on, but they either you know didn't like it, they had a cost that started adding up, and they got scared maybe, right? Uh, maybe some type of outside factor such as illness or sickness or something like that, of course, affect them. I, I don't know all the reasons, of course, but there's a, good, there's a lot of different reasons. But still, 40% of kids decide, you know what, this is not for me. So there's actually a good amount of kids that go to college that don't end up actually completing it, yet they bear all the cost. They don't receive any value. You don't get a refund for three and a half years. No. You don't no. get a refund for two years. No, you don't get three-fourths of the degree. You do not. Yeah. So you leave, and guess what? You're back exactly in the exact same spot without any work experience. You didn't get any, maybe at Pizza Likely Hut or not, whatever, yeah. right? You didn't get any type of actual education that's, you know, because let's be honest, the first two years of college is worthless almost. Yeah. It's, it's math and, you know, vocational and, yeah. and, and language arts type stuff. It's nothing crazy. And so now all of a sudden, I'm back in the exact same spot. I know 40% are already leaving, so... How many of your 60% actually even want to go to college? That's where I'm starting to think. I think it's less and less and less because I don't think that many kids actually want to go. And if you actually said, hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but you can do this job or this job after you get out of college. A lot of times they may actually pick a job that doesn't even actually require college education. And maybe that's where it actually lies is what, what job do you actually want? I know this sounds really bad, but I don't care that they don't want to go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you all you went through my entire. You're like I don't even care. You want to force them? Yeah. Oh wow, you're a forceful do you think guy. Lily, do you think Lillian in a couple of years will want to get potty trained? No, I got mommy and daddy. You know, changing my diaper. This is kind of cool. I no, she's gonna want to get potty trained. Dad, don't stop at the rest stop. I got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, why? Why do you need to? You know, obviously it's kind yeah. of a, a playful analogy there, but so what? Wow. So what that they don't want to go? Wow. It, I, I'm sorry, but I gotta I gotta put the onus on the on the parents. Huh. Uh, here, as far as to instill, uh, look, the whole quitting thing, that goes a lot deeper than college. I know. Look, we, we need to build a little grit, a little a little gumption that, hey, sometimes stuff sucks. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wish we walked into every deal and halfway in, our customer said, hey, Cody, you're great. Where do I sign? That, yeah. that doesn't happen. You have to grind a little bit. Yeah. And I'm sorry, the, the whole 40% that... That disappoints me not because they're wasting money and not because of the opportunity costs and all the points that we made. Because they quit. That makes me wonder because they quit. You make a commitment as a person. Yeah. You finish it. Does it suck sometimes? Sure. Unless it's adversarial to your health. Or, of course, you know, I'm not going to... Look, I understand there's some horror stories out there. Like we yeah. addressed last time. You know, maybe it's a death in the family. Maybe you need to move back. Mother has Look, cancer I understand. or something. Yeah. But that's not 40% of the people. No, no, no. no. I'm talking that's to the masses here. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm talking right. to the masses here. Yeah. No, I force them. I'm sorry. Little, little Jared Jr. in, you know, 18, 20 years from now and... Mm-hmm. This sucks. Uh, my teacher hates me. And da, 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 da. Yeah. To end. So, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I think you force them. Force them. Yeah. Okay. So right. let's let's maybe now I know you're you're forcing you know kids to go to college. Totally fine. I'm forcing my kid. I'll yeah, put it that way. Your kid. With the information I have right now, if I have an 18 year old. Yeah. Sorry, bud. I know. So I, me and Anna talk about this all the time, right? And uh, we're both college graduates. Yep. And 
of course, 18 years is so far out. Colleges could be totally different by then. They really could. With the information you have today, today Lillian is 18 years old. I, yeah. I am, I think I already told you this. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to force her to do it. I think if she is in the right percentage of her class, I would say, hey, it's probably a good idea. So I get that. And I understand, you know, we're only two episodes in. So our, our loyal listening crew that we'll have. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, all okay. three of them. So we can say. Everyone that has known you for more than an hour will come to the assumption that you are probably one of the more opinionated people, mm-hmm. quite possibly in this world. Yeah. And I do mean that out of you know love and respect, yeah. obviously, from our friendship, but you have an opinion on everything about everything. Yeah. And you mean to tell me, Lillian, upon you know, throwing her little cap and gown in the air and graduation. I know, I know, dude. It's, Dad, it's what do you think? Eh, I'm not buying it. I'm not no, buying it. No, no, no. So of course we're gonna already have a plan before 18. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to have a plan before that. Yeah, I probably have a plan right now. Yeah. So I do, but the thing is, is it's not a forced plan, right? Me and Anna have talked about this plenty of times. Anna's my wife for everybody listening. Uh, And so the idea there is, is like, we're probably not going to, you know, probably around 14, I think maybe 13. Maybe, you know, freshman, sophomore? Exactly. Yeah, I think that's like eighth grade going into high school. Okay. Right. So let's just say that high school is when you start thinking really about that. If she has a small business that she already really wants to do, right? Because I helped her out. Why would I? Why would I even force her to go to college if she is selling, you know, jewelry on the side and has a little online marketplace? Well, heck, she could be making more money than her mom and dad, and I'm gonna probably try to do everything I can to help her out with that. I'm not gonna say, hey, sorry, I gotta take four years off. So there are certain things that could come up, and I would, I would prefer that. I don't, I don't know about you, but I would actually prefer her to have some type of thing that she's passionate about that she could actually make somewhat good money at than to go and go earn a degree that's probably going to be useless for her passion. Because another thing that's very odd is, is that most people that go to college do not go to college for anything that's actually going to be applicable to their job. You know that. I do know. I do right? Know. So I go to college and I go get my humanitarian degree that's in world history. Let's just say that's, that's a what marketable that's degree. a day. Hey. Yeah. And now guess what I am? I am a construction project manager. Oh, I see the connection there. None. Yep. So unless I'm, you know, remodeling, let's say Roman buildings in Italy or something, doesn't make any sense. I, I, I don't even think that makes sense. So why graduate high school? So that is interesting. And yeah. this is where I have yeah, Lillian starts yeah. up a business at 14. F it yeah. dad. Yeah. Eighth grade graduation is fun. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go. So there is some, there is, some, I'm not saying college is worthless by yeah, any means. Yeah, it right? doesn't seem that way. No, I'm not saying college is worthless because I actually like the social connections that you build in, in college. Oh, I think your network is fantastic. Bingo. We I, were I, just talking about this before the show started. Yeah. Bingo. I think, I think that if anything, if I was going to say that college is valuable, it's actually not the education, but it's the people you meet because most business is done with people that you know. Yep. And the fastest way to build a larger network is honestly at a university campus. 100%. And so if you want to grow fast or sell fast or market yourself fast, it's good around a lot of people. And a lot of people are at universities and they're all really young and they're all really ready to mingle. So that's a great, that's a great advantage to colleges and universities. I agree there. But I don't know about the education. I think the education has been watered down and it's not very applicable to what a lot of kids now want to do. And we're kind of getting away from the Lillian yeah. analogy here, but I just want to make sure I do think there is value okay. in college. Um, I just don't know if it's for everybody. Um, a lot of kids 
40% of them drop out. And those are the kids that go. I don't know how many kids go to college versus don't go. Uh, so actually, Do you I, know? I, I did read a statistic. So prior to the pandemic. What's the percentage of kids? That go it was 70%. That, that was that was wanting to go. I'm sorry. I don't remember the actual statistic that was that was going, but uh, a Gallup study said that 71% prior... Oh, that's a lot of kids. I know. Huge. Prior to 2020, 70% wanted to go. Today... Well, I'm sorry. That's a lie. March 2021, whenever the study was done, that number actually dropped to 51%. Okay. So let's let's say the number is closer to like probably 70 in, in an average year. Okay. So let's say 60. Right in the middle. Yeah. Because I'm guessing the pandemic probably made some people very unsure. What scared. it was is a lot of people got pissed and actually had some time to themselves where they like actually started thinking about the debt, actually thinking about the different avenues that they could take. Bingo. Yep. Right? They thought, oh, maybe, you know what? Maybe now's a good time to work on my own self-project. Yep. But anyways, let's say 60% of kids want to go. That's actually really close to your numbers. Yeah. Right? So right now, I guess the world is working as you would prefer it. Yeah. Interesting. So I think there's a lot of kids that are... Well, it's actually weird because if you cut that by 40%, that's how many actually graduate that finish. So you take your 60% of kids, so 60 kids out of 100, you then go 40%. So then you have, well, that's 35. 35, 36,000. Yeah. yeah. So now you have 35 kids that actually graduate. Well, now we're getting closer to my number that I actually think <clears throat> should go. And I wonder how many of the 35 kids use their degree. Yeah. I think it's less than half. So, so I guess, I guess, what do you mean use your degree? So both of yeah. us, our undergrad yeah. is in business management. Yeah. Would you say you're use your degree? Cause I could make an argument for, I could make an argument against. I think I use it maybe once every 180 days, twice a year. I'm not joking. Like actually using it. Um, so you didn't think your, your business acumen actually helps you talk to CEOs about transforming their business. I think all of, cause I worked through college for everybody that's listening and it, you're force aware. Yeah. I think all of that was tremendously more important. I think that gave me a leg up when I entered into my current job, which you know me of, right? So doing all of those jobs was 10, 20, 30 times better than the information that I got at, at college. Okay. Now, again, connections, social, all that stuff's very valuable, but the actual ability to do business was way more important in my other jobs I've had. 100%. I'll give you that. Yeah. That. So that's an interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, it's actually really interesting because, you know, I often, uh, I think you know this, you know, I often during my undergrad at least, you know, in college you get the textbook answer. Yeah. And then what I always wanted to know because, you know, I, I went down the entrepreneurial track uh, from an education standpoint, you know, what do we got to start picking our electives? Yeah. And yeah, we would, we would read some principle, we would read some book. Yeah. And I would always call, you know, Mr. D, you yeah. know, our, our boss. Yeah. I was like, hey, Mr. D, you know, the, the, the book is saying X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and he'd probably spend the next two minutes laughing. laughing. At you. He's like, it says X, Y, Z. It's actually ABC. Yeah. Never I mean, just completely freaking opposite. Yeah. And it's really interesting that you just actually made that point. Like, hey, I actually learned more in the real world. Yeah. So it's but, weird. I wrote down this quote because yeah, I thought that? it was that important. Yeah. Colleges or universities focus on knowing that in quotations, versus what really matters, which is knowing how. Uh, knowing the material versus knowing how to apply it, essentially? Bingo. Yeah. So he may have thought, oh yeah, that's a great idea, but it doesn't work because you get punched in the face. Yep. And then he's going to tell you after you get punched in the face, here's how it works. And I, and I thought in college it was kind of neat because I had a couple college professors that I really liked. And what I found out is almost everyone that I really liked always 
said, hey, man, I'm doing this as a side gig because I retired from doing X. They were out in the real world, Intel, Microchip, right? Local businesses in Arizona. They were out in the real world for 30, 40 years, and now they, to be honest, I think they were trying to get free college for their kids because they were business savvy, and they're like, hey, I'll get a side gig over here. I'll teach twice a week, you know, hour-long classes, and now my kids get free tuition because they're like, I don't want to spend money for college, but I can get free college for my kid. So those professors, the ones that were actually out there. They still want their kid to go to college now. That's a projected reason. Yeah, Yeah, I got it. But they probably win. They know the whole social thing, and I get it. They might even been, you know, part of the upper group of people. They probably are if they're part of university professors. But those professors were interesting because they were probably my favorite because they used to always provide use cases and actual examples of their life. So I got to ask. So it, it seems like you're, you're um, I think it's safe to say you're fairly open-minded as far as you, you can really make a case for going to college. You can make mm-hmm. a case against it. Oh, yeah. When did this, this paradigm shift? Because about, I would say not that long ago, I would say three to four years ago. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't have a degree, like, what the hell are you doing? No, so, so I when agree. So when did the shift and why? Yeah. I want, I want to know a little bit more about that because I actually don't know the answer. No, I started thinking about college and I started kind of, I watched a lot of YouTube videos on kids going to college. I started looking at so debt. So was it because of Lillian? No, 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 no. Lillian's a year, right? So I had this. Well, she was made. I had this shift four ago. or five years ago. Yeah. Anna started going to college, what, six years ago. Yeah. And I even said, hey, it's not like, I was like, hey, what, once you start, you have to finish. That was my rule. So don't quit? Don't quit. Kind of like my which, point. Which is, agree. Yeah. I agree there. Yeah. I don't care if you do it or not. Um, and that maybe this is where my, my, my stance is still very similar for with Lillian. Now, if she starts college, she's not part of the 40%. She's going to be part of the 60 that finishes. Like, that's where forcing starts to occur, unless there's some type of outside of circumstance. Course. But um, definitely finish because th- that means, I think in life, that's why probably some college graduates, and this is where I think the statistics are slightly weighed. You probably noticed that the median income, income was always higher for college graduates. Yeah, the, the earning potential, more importantly. Exactly, yeah. right? Lifetime's earning potential. Now, I think that's weighed a little bit. Um, because if you're somebody that decides to go to college, you already, that's, that's hard to do, to, to be able to do it financially, to do the right place, the right time, all that. I thought it was a lot harder, but apparently it's 70% of kids. So again, it was 71% that wanted to. I could. So let's say 60 or 50 or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But then you have to be part of the 60 that actually finish it. So already you're a special type of person. So I think at that point in time, you're already kind of sorting people. So you don't think we're comparing apples to apples here with, with the caliber of person? Well, I think what happens is, is the college graduates are already a different caliber of people because they finished. They were able hmm. to go four years. I don't think you're taking people and saying, oh, it's a degree that matters. It's actually just the person that matters. So I don't know if the degree is actually the differentiator there. Okay. Does that make... Does yeah, that, yeah, yeah, it does. But... I'm not letting you off the hook because we we oh uh, yeah I we know. got on this about ten minutes wow, ago. You're good at this. I do try. Circle, circle. We've only been friends for twenty years, man. I asked, I thought I was good at the whole. Getting I asked. Them. Yeah, yeah, you what, are. What changed my mind? No, no, no. You are. No, we're we're gonna get to that later. Oh, okay. I'm I'm trying to you know pick apart your argument one one stem at a time. Let's do it. Why make graduation high school? Uh, why make Lillian graduate high school? Yeah, that is a good one. <sighs> If she already has a business at 14 yeah. that you've invested in, that you want to see her grow, yeah, why go to ninth grade? So high school is weird because I feel like that is becoming of an adult. 
So you're not an adult till 18, at least here in America. You don't have a lot of extra privileges. You can't enlist in the military. You can't smoke cigarettes. You can't drink alcohol. All these things occur right around the word, you know, 18 to 21. Mm -hmm. So it, it is an odd one because why force a kid that's already having some successes to finish high school? I mean, high and school's I, a joke. We know that. I know. But I think there are some bare minimums to have a civilized society that operates well together. I think we all can have an expectation that when I receive an email from somebody, they're going to be speaking at at least 12th grade level of education uh, or, or calling me. And I get it. There are some outliers, and, and you're right. There are some kids that just can't do it. But I think we, we as a society have an expectation that 12th grade level is like, yeah, hey, you're, you're an educated adult. See, I would actually argue that the, the paradigm, due to all the marketing and the heavy interest, and, and I mean, I'd be really curious to look at our high school as far as to see the demographics, or the, I'm sorry, the percentages of people who did and did not go to college, if we were to be right out of college. Or I'm right like our high school specifically? Our Basha High School 2010. What, what would you think? Because I was, I was thinking probably like 60-40. Oh, wow. I, I think it was actually 80-20. 80% of the kids went? I would say maybe even 85 now that I said that out loud. Yeah. I think the overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly large majority of kids went to college. Out of so it's funny because I know a bunch of kids that didn't go to college from, from Basha. And they all went to trade school or they did apprenticeships. It's funny. And they're making a lot of money. And this is why I think it's very valuable. They're making a lot more money than kids that did go to college. Because they're welders. They're mechanics. They're linemen. Right? Yeah. These guys go out and they work their ass. But guess what? They're also making a lot more money a lot earlier. They're making people that are in their 30 by 25 because they've okay. already been working for right, seven so, years. Yep. Okay, so maybe that answers your question a little bit. It, it kind of does, but I want to at least address this point that's on my head, in my head. So we're 30 years old. Yeah. Lineman, welder, mm -hmm. construction. Yeah. All three right now, considering that they've had this side of you know, 10, 11 years of experience, yep. they're making. Oh, great money. Great. 100 plus. Probably. All yeah. three, all three of those trades. I think all so. I, th I think welders. I don't know if they probably top out around a hundred. And this is probably getting to your point. But linemen. Oh, they can go way Buku bucks. Oh yeah. Construction. Uh, oil refinery. Superintendent superintendents of a construction site. Oh yeah. Yeah, they make good money too. Crap. And if you're a project manager, on project a, a legitimate sites. project manager oh, yeah. is invaluable oh, with, yeah. with the intentional. We're yeah. getting away from my point. Those three, just because of those three that you rattled off. Yeah. Construction, how long do you think you can realistically do that? Mm. Oh, that's from a, a from a fatigue, uh, from a fatigue, from a yeah. deterioration standpoint. Yeah. So project, well, you're going to move up into a role that no longer requires physical labor at some point. So project manager, superintendent. Superintendent's going to be doing some labor. A little bit. Project manager's not going to be doing much labor. They're, they're more of a desk jockey at that point. I'm sure they do job site visits and all that. But they're going to be managing 10 superintendents that are on job sites. Can I major in project management? You, At most universities? You can, but really you don't need either a certificate or that. Normally that's going to be like an apprenticeship type of uh, type setup where you're going to... I'd be really curious to look at the career field and to see as far as a percentage who actually grew up into a project manager and who yeah. actually promoted into it via um, like the, the educational white collar yeah, route, route to use that. Yeah. But, but all that is to say is linemen. Yeah. You can only do that for so long. That is hard manual labor. True, but there's always going to be like a, say a foreman, right? The foreman's going to be the guy that runs a crew that has, say, three linemen on his crew. Okay. And he's going to be pretty much the guy that's going to be managing all the projects. So there's always a role that will... There, there is, but, but dude, think about it. In your ideal world, 85 people. 85 people are joining these trades. That means you're just going to huge influx whoa, 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 of whoa, all whoa. of them. Didn't say trades. Military, churches, 
right? There's a okay. lot of other options. Okay. Now, we didn't narrow down what I thought of 85. I think, of course, a majority are probably going to go that route. Okay. okay. But I think well, the military saying, should I, I think it's safe too. to say is that there's going to be a huge influx in these types of trades. Mm-hmm. There's only so many linemen, foremen. There's only so many managerial roles. Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is, let's say, oh. let's say I'm Jared. I'm yeah. an average guy. Yeah. I'm not gonna put a minute past five o'clock. I'm not gonna go in a <laughs> second before nine o'clock. Right. So I just, you know, I want to punch in, punch out. I want to do my job. Yeah. Boss, uh, screw your extra initiatives and all that stuff. I don't care. I just want to clock in, clock out, get my paycheck. I can only do those types of jobs for so damn long because I'm not good enough to be a, in a managerial role. Mm. I'm not good enough to, to be behind a desk. Yeah. So what skills did I develop that is not manual freaking labor? Oh, I My see. back is going to give out. My oh. knees are going to give out. I can't then provide for my family. Yeah, so this is a weird one. Yeah. So I also thought about this a little. I didn't think about your exact scenario, but I also thought that I bet you if mm. – I don't know if this research has been done. I actually looked for it um, before today. Because I was like, man, I bet you anything that if you look at the amount of business owners in America, the ones that own their own businesses, I bet you they took a trade route two or three times more often than a college professional route. And the reason I think this is that if I am in a role for 10, 15, 20 years, I have so much knowledge that I've built up that I almost can take some of the business away from whoever I'm employed by and go start my own business, small little business, two, three guys, new guys that are apprentices, right? They're going to be earning not much money until they jump into the other roles. So I think there is actually a easier stepping route for people that are in those trades because I think the barriers to entry are much lower. Mm. So I think in construction, truck driving, um, uh, what other trade, uh, electricians, plumbers, all those type of roles. I think that you have a lower barrier of entry to starting a new business because really all you need is some knowledge and a little bit of capital to get started. You don't need very much capital. Hmm. And with population always growing, you always have more customers, right? Where if you take a professional route and you do the corporate ladder, which is mostly what college grads are going to be doing. They're going to be doing that's the cor- what they're taught to do. Exactly. Yeah. So you're doing the corporate ladder thing. You're working at Yelp. You're working at Google or something crazy. Fill in the blank. Yeah. yeah. Whatever company it is, you're going up the corporate ladder. You're in an, a, a VP position that you've always aspired to be. You're making exactly one hundred and five thousand dollars a year, which you're like happy with. You have a wife. You have some kiddos. Well, you're probably not going to be going to start a company that is going to compete with Yelp or Apple, or any of those. You're just going to wait for the next promotion. That's going to be $10,000 more a year. You're going to get a couple more people, right? You're kind of in a weird position where when I start getting older and I'm like, you know what, dude, I have $40,000 in the bank because I'm not paying for student loans. I can go get a truck and two guys and I can start my own business. So would you what say you the ceiling, so I just want to kind of sum up your point and, yeah. and what, I was, what I was thinking you were going at and I just want to make sure I don't want to put words in your mouth. So you're saying in a traditional college route, you know, where you're going to go work at one of those Fortune 500 companies, yeah. aim for that VP role or SVP, yeah. whatever. Would you say that the ceiling is low? Um, yeah, the ceiling is lower, but the floor is higher with a college Ooh, grad? Yeah. Is, that, is that a safe summation? That's exactly what I was trying to get to. Okay. Yeah. I think the floor is, uh, the, high, the ceiling is lower. The yep. floor is, yes, yes, 100%. Now, of course, 
in my other role, I think that there are there is a ceiling unless you are ready for some risk doing your own business. Yeah, and, and I mean, look. What do you think about that? Do you think that do you think the do you think there's probably more business owners on that side of the house than college? You know, I was I was Gut? thinking that and, and honestly, I want to after the show, I'm probably going to look into this. I looked, man, I couldn't find any stats on it, which makes me very very suspicious that colleges are suppressing it. Cuz man, everything I noticed, all the stats that I found, guess who they were put up by? Colleges. Hmm. All of the stats regarding wages were all performed by colleges. And I was thinking, well, of course. Why wouldn't they want to do the research there? I'm not trying to be, you know, conspiracy yeah, theorist I know here. What you're but it's kind of very facts interesting. Facts are facts if you can't find the data. Yeah. Okay. Let's take a quick Look, pause because guess what? We are on our last beer. Yeah. What beer are we drinking today, Jared Jones? Oh, yeah. Let's see. So uh, we're drinking Sierra Nevada's Summer Break. Okay. Um, honestly, I put zero thought behind this. Okay. I just thought I like the color blue. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's blue with, it's actually funny. If you look yeah. at the can, there are hops. I think those are hops, right? Dropping off a tree into, oh, actually, no, they're not dropping. Look at that. How funny is that? They're actually tire, Oh, they're kind of playing. No, yeah. they're tire swinging off of the tree there into the river. Look, it, it's hot. You know, who, who couldn't use a nice summer break? Are you saying the hops are hot? Because that's kind of funny. I mean, it's 119 today, I think. It is 119. Yeah. So if you were going to give this a star rating... And you were oh, say, dude, I actually really like Sierra Nevada. I, I know. I, I would, so, are we talking about five or out of ten? No, no, five star rating. You could do halves. So three and I'm, a half, I'm, four and a half. What would you say? I, I think this is a solid four all day long. I, th- I think this is fantastic. So it's funny. Uh, you know that I'm not a huge IPA fan, yep. but this is, and it's funny. This is a day drinking IPA. I could drink. It's this, almost an oxymoron. I know. I could drink this almost all day long. Now I'd probably get trashed. Because it's 4.8 or 5.0 or something yeah, like yeah. that. 4.6. I probably wouldn't feel very good, but it is exi- it's very crisp. So I'm a fan. I, I would give it a, probably a 3.5, 4. Okay, so right four, in the same yeah, range. Four, yeah. four, I, think, I think it's solid. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I think we actually have to start doing a better job is, is figuring out what our entire goal is for this podcast. And, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe our goal is get a free six-pack from a local brewery. I, local or state? I don't care if you're from Canada. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm pro America. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I prefer I'm from Texas, but <laughs> don't you play my Texas card? <laughs> don't you do that. So, anyways, yeah. yes. If, if I just it, want a free six pack. If any of you guys are listening today, uh, we would love to uh, talk about your beer. We will only drink your beer. Mm, I don't know about that. Give me a T-shirt, and I'll only I'll wear it to work. I'll wear it to a client. I don't care. Jared is selling a short. We want to talk about your beer. We want to taste it. We'll give it a quick recommendation and uh, we'll move on. I'll do more than Cody. <laughs> so we were yeah, at, should your kids go to college? We're on a little bit two different sides. I think we think that the percentage of kids are different. We're already kind of there at that point. And what about other options? So we, we talked about it in the very beginning. What do you think so obviously about those I, other options? I'm, I'm partial, of course, to the military route. So, uh, just to kind of clue you guys in, so I, from high school, I got recruited to play football for the Air Force Academy. Uh, from there, I commissioned as a second lieutenant, served our country for uh, five years active duty, and, you know, separated about a year and a half ago as a captain. So, obviously, I'm very partial to that route. I, I had the a very unique opportunity to lead a lot of airmen through, you know, this, this uh, route that we were talking about, enlisting right out of high school, and actually leveraging the military via the GI Bill, via the actual... Um, is it? It's not TSA. What is it? It's essentially, I can't remember that we have 1,800 acronyms in the military. 
It's essentially a program where um, the education office on base will actually give you X amount of dollars per credit per okay. uh, per class. So uh, it helped a lot of airmen, you know, write, write, write letters of recommendation. You know, I'm, I'm just a very pro college guy. Yeah. Especially given the, the entry point yeah. to a to an airman. I mean, with the CCAF, I actually, uh, I think you know this. I was actually just having beers with a couple of my airmen, probably, you know, 10, 15 in the room. We are talking about different career aspirations and, you know, different rank aspirations that they wanted to do in the military and, you know, different careers they wanted to, to pursue after their commitment was up to their country. And it was, it was a fantastic, fantastic, probably a couple hours that we spent. And I, I kind of concluded with, I was like, guys, um, you know, if you want to be a master sergeant, it, it takes you at least your CCF, uh, CCF, I'm sorry, Community College of the Air Force. It's essentially the associate's degree of yeah. the Air Force. Guys, if you want to be a master sergeant, it's going to take at least X. Uh, if you want to do, if you want to be, you know, this on the outside, it's, it's at least going to take, you know, an associate's, a bachelor's. Yeah. I want to, I, it was making me sick to my stomach because my guys, they, they had all this drive. And these, I mean, some of these were my star performers too. Yeah. And they had all this drive, but they didn't really have the proper direction. They didn't really have the, the know-how to make it happen. They, they had this goal. Yeah. And they're here. They didn't really know what the hell was in here, right? Yeah. So I was like, guys, you know, in order to get to these different aspirations, you at least need your CCF, you at least need your some sort of degree. Yeah. So you provided the ladder or the roadmap for them. I, I tried, but but then of course, you know, what, what's the number one excuse for not doing something? Oh, busy. I don't, I don't have time. Yep. I'm busy. I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. You gave me a challenge. So you're going to do it. If I provide, if I alleviate this busy, if I blow this busy out of the way, yeah. you'll do it. Yes, sir. Cool. Started calling different colleges, different uh, little universities. Ended up with uh, Pima. Yep. Down to Tucson. I actually convinced them to come into my conference room yep. an hour for three times a week in order to get their CCF. That's how pro college I am. And I, and I honestly haven't changed. Yeah. Because um, I actually was able to help six people get their degree. Yeah. And, and I still, it's probably one of my best accomplishments out of the military. I, I got to, to be a part of some fun missions. Yeah. But as far as like personally rewarding I don't, and to my knowledge, the program is still going on, you know, post me getting out. Yeah. And I'm so damn proud of that. Man. Well, you I really, changed six people's lives. Yeah, or, or potentially more just by yeah. continuing on. Like that, yeah. That to my knowledge, that conference room is still being used for the lunchtime CCF. Is I, what love I, it. It. I love it. I love it. And that's why you think that college, of course, is important. Yeah. And, and I think we're... It just opens doors. And, yeah. And, 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 uh, that, okay, let me, let me change what I said. It doesn't unnecessarily close doors. It doesn't, it doesn't put yeah. that BS at the bottom, uh, you know, bachelor's of arts or bachelor's of science required, regardless of position, a freaking sales yeah. job. Yeah. Damn near. You need a BA or BS. I know. So it's funny is of course, I don't think a lot of the positions at our company that we work for actually require a degree. Um, I, I think it's, uh, preferred uh, preferred, yep. but I know that probably half our staff don't have degrees. I don't know if you know that or not. Half our sales staff or half our company staff? Half of our staff in our Interesting. Company. I didn't know that. Yeah. And probably about a third of the sales staff don't. I think some of them, you know, of course, have it. I don't know if they actually ever have used it in any capacity, but to my knowledge, about a third don't have it. So, okay. interesting. But that's that's our that's anecdotal. It's our company, yeah, it all that matter. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, we are speaking from limited experience here. Exactly. Let's, let's be 100% be 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 honest. Yeah. But I think most companies are look at it and they set that standard because a competitive company has that standard. But now we know that this is shifting, right? I think the uh, the federal government has changed that standard. They no longer require bachelors to become a federal employee at some levels. That's pretty. In, that's that. That is probably the largest employer in the world. If you think about the it, the federal government as exactly. a whole. Yeah. Right. 
if you exclude the military, because of yep. course you don't need any type of most well, you be an officer. Yeah, yeah, I know. Let's say you exclude the military. That's still one of the probably the largest employers in the world. Yeah. If you look at the State Department, all the departments that they carry, one of the largest employers now doesn't require a bachelor's. Tesla says, "I don't give two fucks." Yeah. If you have a degree, that's a pretty big deal. I think Apple came out stating that as well. Well, and also, so let's let's those are very and this is what I actually appreciate about that is they are very matter of fact. Hey, can you code? All right, cool. Let's see what you got. Bingo. You don't put at the end of your code, graduate from ASU. No, but on your resume. And so on your resume, you're stating that is the block where you put that little BS, BA, MS, whatever you want to put on there, right? That helps you out. Yep. So if you put that thing in there and you're assuming that that's going to get you the job. Yep. Well, some of these companies are now coming out, including the federal government stating, guys, we don't care about that little letter. Can you do the job? And I think that... Okay, listeners, we actually had some pretty bad audio here for the next 10 minutes or so. For whatever reason, our mics cut out, and you're able to hear some echoing in the background. So totally understand if you're going to drop off. Uh, we, me and Jared uh, are coming to kind of our conclusions on if your kids should go to college. So we'd love for you to continue listening and kind of understand our perspectives on what's probably the best route. So thanks for staying so far, and if you can listen, great. More important. Because I'm going to, and this is actually funny that we talked about minimum wage last week. It works because how do you get experience? You start at an entry level position, and if there is no minimum wage, I can start at 16 cents. So, so it, it's really interesting that you're almost kind of, with the points that you're just making, you know, with the Googles and the Apples, mm-hmm. obviously, to huge companies. Yeah. To probably the most highly valued companies in the world right now. Yeah. It's really interesting because, you know, about half an hour or so ago, we were talking about how, you know, these, these uh, 60% that actually go to college, the, the 60% of those 60% that actually graduate, yep. they're just high caliber. Yep. So it's interesting, with the points that you were making, it was almost leaning towards anti-college with the Googles and the Apples. You think they're anti No, no, that, that's a, just, maybe I'm misreading you here, yeah. but I feel like you were giving points against going to college, against the value. I guess one of the higher college graduates. No, no, no. Again, I'm not anti-college. I'm just thinking that it's not, re- it's not required and should not be required for employment. Okay. So. Now, of course, there are some jobs like a doctor maybe that you might want some. But that's why I'm saying they're probably the top 10, 15% of your class. Right? They're, they're going on to get an MD. Lawyers, you probably want them to be studied for a while. Like, you don't just want to hire some Joe Schmo on the street. You need somebody that's read literally all of the textbooks. Architects, engineers chemistry, biology people, they, they just need a wealth of knowledge. Look, I, I, I get those positions. I, I get that, man. I, I just think I just think it's a little bit wider net. I, I think those those careers, you, you listed off some very prestigious careers. Right? Yeah. I got you. But I just think you do too much growing, too much maturity, and look, you just don't know what the hell you want at 18 to 22. Yeah. You barely know at 29. And you're probably going to take on the most amount of debt. That you ever will in your life. But hell, then you wanted to buy a house? No, that's actually a good debt. That's the best that you can buy. No, you don't think so? I, ask, ask the four bachelors that bought in 2007. They, if they kept on, guess what? They're probably really happier. They're probably just never even five years ago. Okay. But, so, 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 it's the best thing. Look, you look okay, okay, so now we're right now. That's like telling me what's the best part of alcohol you can get. Debt is still debt, man. I, I get you can classify you in church, and I, 
I, I try to say that a, a student debt is an investment in yourself, which I still wholeheartedly oh, believe. Okay. And then you're saying you can build equity in your house. Yeah. So we're trying to categorize debt. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like pick your poison. Is it not? Yeah, and, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're 18 years old and you're going to go, what, what is college degrees? $20,000 a year? Ish. Yeah. Right? With, with yeah. Plus, plus or minus, yeah. Yeah. So you're looking at, and most kids are doing it, what, four and a half, five years now? Yeah. So let's say $100,000. Okay. And that's assuming you just stop at bachelor's. Yeah. So you're, you're looking at $100,000 in debt. Yep. $400 a month for probably the rest of your life because you're going to take probably 10 years to not even pay it back. I, I'm not, we can do a student debt conversation. I think that's probably well worth our time. It is. But let's not go too deep on the debt. Right. Um, I just think that if you're going you're gonna to make a decision when you're 18 years old, you're saying that, hey, it's a big decision. I'm saying, hey, guess what? Go on and do these other things. Go on a mission with your church. I think that's huge because you'll be coming back, you'll be 20 years old, 21 years old, speaking a different language. Potentially. Have work experience because you're going to be working as a salesperson for two, three years. That's what missionaries are. They're selling religion in other countries. <coughs> I would love to see their resume. Converted. 65. 100. I was in the president's club at the church of. Yeah, but guess <laughs> what? They also built three church or three churches, two. Uh, uh, and I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to make life. No, no, I mean, it's fantastic. But, but they, yeah, it's amazing that they, what yeah, they do because they're fixing communities that need help. I agree. So guess what? You have other options when you're graduating. I just think that those are very um, powerful and there's very little risk. You go on a mission. You take an apprenticeship up and go get some work experience. And then say, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm going to go to college. Now you have some cash in the bank. You're not doing $100,000 in debt. You're doing thirty because you got some, some capital actually. And we're assuming that these are people responsible for keeping the bank? We're not. They're going to be spending some pretty big money. Because I, I, I don't know about you, you know, if all of a sudden, you know, I'm Mr. Moneybags at 18, 19, I'm making, you know, I'm in construction. I don't know you are. You're going to be spending a lot of money. So, so you're assuming in your little idealistic world that these are responsible individuals. We, I mean, we've talked how many times about the financial illiteracy rate? Yes. It, it's gross. So, so again, you're a proponent of them going, these financially illiterate people mm-hmm. to make probably their largest debt decision in their life. Mm-hmm. Other than their house, because it's an investment in yourself, it's an investment in you. Okay, so let's say it is a large debt decision. That yep. they're make. How many people that are in student debt? You're saying it's an investment. Yep. How many student debt kids right now, thirty years of age, they went through it? How many of them say, you know what? I'm happy with that debt because you're stating that they should be all happy at this point. I feel like you are. You're making the illusion that. Yeah, college solves everything, right? Not college, but. You're saying that it's an investment. Like, are you happy you bought this house? Yeah. So you're happy about the debt? No, no, I'm not happy about the debt. I'm happy happy about the asset. But the decision to go and- I'm happy about the asset. So with me graduating, Mm -hmm. you know, know, my master's was in three. With me graduating, that piece of paper is still an asset. Mm -hmm. Now you're happy with the debt that you went into on that? Paid out of pocket. So guess what, you can go to debt. Correct. And I'm totally fine, you can pay out of pocket for school, do it. If you can get scholarships, I think so. That's my that's my thing. It almost seems like we kind of brush over that reason. Where is it valuable? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the debt is the my 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 uh, those little teeter totter things. Yeah, that that makes me go like this. Like everything's level up until there's debt. So if 100 percent of the population doesn't have to go into debt for college, so you went through college. No, because guess what? It's who goes into debt now. America even more. And yeah. Yeah. There's still debt. Yeah. So anytime where you're going to be putting an absurd amount of debt on yourself, but just feel like... Define absurd. 
I can't even remember to it. Yeah, I think it's an amount. I think the dollar amount requires you know your income going for it. And also, am I? Am oh, I hold on, hold on. You know, I know, I know we're about. We're at the closing mark, so yeah. this literally has to just be a couple bullet points answer. Have you heard these companies that they are essentially picking students as stocks? I guess is the, the best analogy I can do. And they're like, hey, Cody, you're, you're 18. Mm-hmm. Have you seen my pre high performer? Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to pick up your tab for college. It, it's absolved. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually going to take 5% of your income for the next 10 years. Yeah. What do you think of that? Love it. Yeah? Love it. I don't know how I feel. I love it. I think all that's doing is just saying, hey, guess what? I'm going to... Because is that not that? You're, you're essentially paying 5% of your income. What's the difference between paying 5% of your income and that $400 a month? You're making that decision with a private company. Right? It's the, it's the same thing. Debt is... Whether I'm paying 5%, whether I'm paying 5% of my income or I'm paying you know, the federal government or, or the private loan people... Yeah. Wells Fargo. $400. Yeah. What's the difference? So why do you love it? I mean, you were... That was, that was quick. I think it's neat. I, I feel like, like it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Maybe I'm not. I'm, I'm actually really curious to see the, the ROI, if you will. Yeah, and I've, I've listened to this about this a couple of times. I, mean, I, I think it's a pretty neat idea where I'm saying, hey, I'm going to do this call, or I'm going to go to college, yep. and you're going to pay the $100,000 bill, yep. and then I need to pay you back. But plus. Yeah. Plus, plus return. Yeah. I can work at that company, right? Or I can work somewhere else, but I'm just going to pay. All it is is essentially a debt company that is doing it a different way. I'll say it disguised loan yeah. company. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's better than normal debt. I think the interest rates are really low when you do that kind of stuff. You're actually paying back like a little percentage. And I think it's actually coming out of a pool of previous colleges. At least the company that I remember is that it's a bunch of kids that were in debt. They put their money into it and they've now created this huge fund to fund mm-hmm. college kids. Now, that might be one company. I'll say that because when I was reading, great, this just dawned on me. I uh, I came across this, I think I heard on the radio, maybe not a year or a half ago, and the way it was positioned on radio, at least for whatever that's worth, it was essentially like a couple of rich guys that obviously had expendable income said, hey, you, you look like you're going to places. I'll pay your. Yeah. We don't care about who you are, what you've done, nothing. So right now, there is no selection. It's very simple to get a loan from the federal government. That's why I think there's a collapse in, of course, our entire tuition system, why it's rising. We'll get into why student debt is a problem. But I like the selective system. That's why I said it's a better it's a better fit. So you have a problem with the federal government and kind of backing these loans? There are 100% backing things that are not going to ever be paid back in some cases. Okay, but you're okay with them joining the military, who's obviously paying that. Yeah, you're getting much blood, sweat, tears. I, I get this. So, so, so is your problem the effort that's expended for these loans? Or is, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I just want to see what your problem is. Yeah. So those kids in your yeah. scenario, the two rich guys, they've already worked really hard. They are 4.0 yeah. AP volunteer sport organization. They're kids. Yeah. And they're like, hey well, guys, right. yeah, we're gonna pick you because we feel like guess what, you're gonna go through four years, and it's not even a chance. That you're going to drop out. The only chance we have is that you're going to get a high-paying job, right? That's what their chance is, because you only get five percent of what their income is. So I'm, I'm saying, of course you're going to do four years. They're not picking any two-year losers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in that scenario, we have the public sector saying, hey, we're, we're going to take a chance on you. We're going to give you money, and you're going to pay us back cold. Yep. 
Uh, my other scenario is, is that the federal government just says everybody gets it. What was the third one we just talked about a minute ago? Oh, military. Yeah. Military says, hey, uh, you need to give us five years of your life. What's an enlist? Um, five so years? to enlist, it's either four and or six. Okay. So four or six years of your life to public service, essentially. Yeah. Right? Risking not only life, your time, your family, all these things. And because you're doing that, we're going to give you tuition for free at one of the universities. So you see, there's always an exchange except for the kids that get free tuition. And that's where I have an issue. That's where I'm saying that's where the problem is. That's why tuition is so expensive nowadays, is because there is no exchange for anything. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's a much deeper issue whenever you're not exchanging, so. Yeah. Well, uh, I think this is a very fruitful conversation. Yeah. I'm kind of happy we had it. I don't know if any real resolution was made because I still feel like yeah. the baseline. Because it seems like your it's baseline is high school, and I think my baseline is still college. Yeah, four year. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. I, I will give it up. I feel like you need some fantastic points, especially you know, kind of educating uh, you know different paths that you can't take before yeah. you turn eighteen, and I love that. Um, look, by no means am I going to think anything less of anyone, regardless of the path that they chose. But just me personally, uh, with how I plan on, on parenting my future children. With the information I have today, right now, I, I think I'm going to start adding them to college. Yeah. What about you? Close your eyes here. I think uh, I think every kid's different. Yep. And with that information, there are some kids that are really good at tennis. There are some kids that are really good at chess. There are some kids that are really great at football. And I'm not going to box maybe my child in. That's where I'm kind of coming from. Maybe it's like, hey, college is for you because again, they could have a lemonade stand and they just have. Maybe ultimate jewelry company and whatever. I'm helping out. Nowadays, kids, they're probably gonna be online selling things. To be honest, like it's so easy to code something, create some media, have a YouTube channel, all this exactly. Nowadays, there's just so many avenues that kids can take, and I'm not saying that everyone can become an electrician or a construction contractor. There are kids out there that are becoming millionaires that are 19, 20 years old by doing what me and you may deem stupid stuff. And I think there might be more stupid stuff in 20 years than there is today. Right? I know, which is crazy. TikTok, all that stuff. Uh, So, what I think is is that, you know what? Let a kid get to that point, guide them as best you can, show them the options. And and I think where I'm going to say to everybody that's listening is, is what are those options? Make sure you know what they are. See, actually, that's that's a point that I will concede as far as I think really the, the greater point as far as which option you choose. Just educate. Just, yeah. just you know, of course, you know, with guided, yeah. with guided principles, you know, and upbringing. But I feel like the biggest part is educating children as far as what could be the best path. Make the pros and cons each. Let's, uh, I'll, let's, I'll agree. And let's finish with one thing that I think both of you would, and you can say yes. What's that? Did you guys start it? Finish it. Finish it. Finish it. Finish it. Cool. Well, there you go. Good podcast. Let's wrap it up. Woo! Dude, we recorded that entire thing. Love it. What are we at? One, one.